Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Luke Owen and I'm joined by Laurie Blake, El Fakador Laurie Blake. How are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Very, very well, thank you very much. What a fun little week it has been. I mean, both you and I were away. Yes. So we were, we didn't have to come in um, and record stuff for Evolution. So no. Always a plus point. We both got Monday off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Poor timing. I spent most of it on a train, to be fair. Yes, because you were coming back from coming Edinburgh. Back from Edinburgh. How was it? It was very nice in Edinburgh, uh, and it was nice to also be up to trying to keep up to date with what was happening at Evolution, because I'm aware that I got most of my predictions wrong. But I would trade all of my predictions being wrong in for getting the one right about Becky Lynch. Yes, so. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I said in the predictions that we did, it was like, I... Uh, in my heart of hearts, I want Becky to win. Like, yeah. I'm pulling for Becky to win. But I do think that Charlotte is getting the win. I'm so glad to be wrong. So, yeah. so glad to be wrong. I, I th- and actually, it was a fun oh, show. what an unbelievable... Yeah, so oh. I, haven't, I haven't caught up on everything yet from it. I have, I've sort of skipped over the first bits, but I've watched most of the championship matches mm-hmm. um, and a few other bits. And I'd recommend the Battle Royal. It's surprisingly good. Yeah, I want to go back. I do want to go back to watch that. So I've, I basically skipped the first half of the show and just watched the second half. So I've watched from... I've watched Baszler Insane, I've mm. watched uh, the final of the Mae Young Classic, I've watched Ronda versus Nikki Bella, and I've watched uh, Becky versus Charlotte. Yeah. I um, So on the Monday morning, we woke up in our little uh, <clears throat> wagon in the middle oh, of you were staying Herefish, in, the way, yes. in Herefordshire. Very, very cold on the Monday morning. <laughs> it was frosty outside, and I didn't really want to get up and sort out the heater. Mm. But I was up before my wife was, and so I thought to myself, I was like, I'm going to watch a bit of Evolution, I think. So my iPad's just there. So I'll get that up, and I, I set it up, and I snuggle myself in, and I press play. <laughs> and my wife, st- like, she's got, she can sleep through anything unless it's wrestling. And then she's like, she's instantly awake. She's like, it's the most annoying sound in the world. <laughs> and she then she just can't not hear it. So I had to watch Evolution with no sound. Uh, so I was literally watching the pictures, which made the opening when that it was all the musical stuff. Yeah, very very. I was literally just watching people play instruments, and I can't hear the music. Well, the perfect the perfect comeback when when your wife wakes up and says. Uh, wrestling is the most annoying sound. You'd be like, this is a really progressive women's only <laughs> pay-per-view, actually. So you're actually being... <laughs> yeah, you're being such a sexist. Why are you such a misogynist? How did I marry you? 
Um, but yeah, it was, it was a really fun show. Um, but speaking of people going away, it mm. was the Jericho Cruise. Oh, yes, it was. Because yeah. me and Ollie looked into going. I mean, Ollie can't go because he's got terrible motion sickness and he can't be on a boat. Have you ever heard the story about when he got a pedalo? No. He got a pedalo and got seasick on it. And so <laughs> they had to take him oh back. Oh, my God. <laughs> That is ridiculous. So he was never going to survive a cruise. Take me back! <laughs> These things don't go in straight lines. <laughs> so he was never going to make the cruise. But I thought I would try and go on the cruise because mm. there were still cabins available. And as soon as we were, look- we were looking at it, I worked it out. Yeah, we can afford to do this. We'll go to book the ticket. Then I realized what weekend it was on. And I was like, oh, no, it's the weekend. I'm away from my, yeah. my anniversary, so I can't go. So, But that was, that was a shame. Apparently, it was quite a lot of fun. But we got this email. I've seen a lot of people saying it's the it was the best weekend of their lives. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, Jericho said he's going to do it again next year. Like His plan is to make this an annual thing. Oh, cool. So if you're listening, Chris, which I know you are, um, don't do it in the end of October because I'll always be away from my anniversary if you could do it at a different time that would yeah, be just grand. slightly ahead of that give it a new name maybe as well I don't know just call it the Jericho Cruise which is what everyone's been referring it and this was written up on like in all the pictures I've seen it just says Jericho Cruise like yeah. it doesn't say rock and roller raging rager at sea or whatever the yeah. heck it was called but we got this email in from Chris Smith hi Luke Ollie and Laurie I just got off the Jericho Cruise there you go this morning and wanted to share some thoughts and a Rusev hey I realise there have been other members of the SWAT Nation aboard and you may receive several cruise related emails but here's what I have to say the weekend was amazing the wrestling was great the live music was fun the cruise ship was awesome and the activities were numerous the meet and greets were poorly organized as the crew clearly underestimated the capacity of the venues but otherwise it was all great it's incredible to underestimate the capacity of a venue when the venue is the boat yeah because because also with boats you have to have the correct number of lifeboats (laughs) that fit the number of people who will be on said boat yes so you know (laughs) <laughs> do, you, do you not know how well there's more people than we were expecting yeah, that is only, a worry now only it's... Fit a finite amount of things in a boat yeah. so you should know the capacity it's not like a, like it's not like rooms like you don't <laughs> no one sits there going oh how big is this room like you yeah. know how big a boat is yeah you have to because otherwise it sinks <laughs> Uh, the Rusev Hay uh, wasn't a direct meeting, so it's a Rusev maybe, I guess, but it involved carrying Dalton Castle as he crowd surfed through the karaoke bar while Marty Skull and Jay Lethal sang My Heart Will Go On. I know that's a strange choice to sing on a cruise ship, but not as strange as Jay Lethal singing the entire song in his macho man voice. <laughs> that is incredible. <laughs> that makes me want to go on the cruise. Like, oh, that makes me want to go yeah. on the cruise. He's also sent in a uh, an intro for us to use uh, on for one of our rest talk videos which we might do tomorrow thank you very much for sending that across uh, and he says thank you for all your content especially the patreon shows which got through the long flight well you're very very welcome glad you enjoyed the jericho cruise or whatever it is he wants to call this thing um <laughs> the rock and rage of fuzzy rock fuzzy rock fuzzy <laughs> fuzzy do you remember fuzzy judas yeah. new album out. Judas. fuzzy at sea just get it just absolutely yeah. get it mate. just buy it just buy it you made the list so, we are going to dive into the main show now, talking about this week's NXT and those huge matches that have been made for NXT War Games. Here's the show. Where we had. I thought this was a terrific show this week. I thought this week was absolutely awesome. It was a lot of good fun. It was a lot of good fun, particularly in this main event segment where probably the, probably the big match that was made. Uh, on this show was announced here which is so the the whole show had been building up to this match between uh, that was announced last week of the war raiders versus adam cole and bobby fish bobbled fish of the undisputed era the wee bobbled fish the wee bobbled fish and i suddenly realized 
During the Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch tag team match, mm-hmm. um, there was only 12 minutes left on the timer. <coughs> so yeah. I thought to myself, well, that's not going to be a match then, is it? Like, we, we are we, not <laughs> having a match. No, no we are not going to get that promised main event. <laughs> and, um, and we didn't because... Undisputed Era were in their sort of like area where they cut their promos and Adam Cole was sort of like he's swinging on the thing and he's about to say something and then all of a sudden it goes like <laughs> and he gets pulled through pulled backwards by Hanson and Rowe the War Raiders and then the big schmars kicked off and they battled inside they battled here they battled there and while they were battling there being outside full sail mm. Ricochet shows up and he runs across a table and they do some spots there and then they end up going back inside and as the numbers game got the better of the baby faces because all undisputed era with their four members out comes Pete Dunne to a Heroes welcome. Huge pop. Absolutely huge pop for Pete Dunne. And he comes down with a chair and he hits uh, he hits a, a fish with one, I think. Or he hits Cole. He hits Cole, then, who comes out to meet him. And then he tosses it at Kyle O'Reilly. And now it's a fair fight. And then William Regal comes down. He's like, bloody hell, I'm just not happy about this. I'm so annoyed. So annoyed. I don't want this happening on my show. And he announces that at War Games, as we all thought it would happen, it's the War Games match. It's going to be Adam Cole... Bobby Fish, Bubbles Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, and Roderick Strong, the Undisputed Era, versus Ricochet, Pete Dunne, and the War Raiders inside War Games. Whoa. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, as you well know, because Laurie and I do these reviews, Ollie doesn't watch NXT. And so he always asks us, what was the show like this week? Mm-hmm. And it's the same answer every week. It's pretty good. Yeah, no, so pretty yeah, it's much pretty, pretty decent. <laughs> so I said, it's like, it's pretty good. Yeah. And I told him that main event segment, and he was like, that does sound really yeah. good. Good to middling amazing is normally what NXT sits at. Yeah, and then I said, and I was like, he kind of like went through the match mentally in his head. Mm. He was like, oh, so it's Pete Dunne, Ricochet, and the War Raiders. So I was like, yeah, and he goes, God, that does sound really good, doesn't it? Yeah. And I was like, yes, mate, it does. But I thought this was a terrific main event segment. I love, I, I love this segment. The the only thing I thought, and this is obviously anything to do with the NXT, but the only thing I thought was ridiculous was the weird French square that is outside full sail that they yeah. ended up brawling in. It was like, oh, suddenly we're in Bruges. Like, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Like, where are we now? Why is this like? But it looked like a set. It looked yeah. like it looked like they built like a fake. I don't know, like there was a pretend patisserie in the background. Like, I was like, what's going on in this Someone bit? Someone on a bike yeah. with some garlic. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, no. They're having a fan. Just like just this weird, like, European, Western European square yeah. outside Full Sail University. That, and that threw me off for a bit. But then there was some amazing spots in this bit oh, as well. Like, like, I loved Ricky diving off that And table. they lawned yeah, out yeah. coal into the side of a van. Yeah, it was they, wicked. Uh, I think it was Hanson just Oh, maybe it was Rogue actually just bumped uh, Bobby Fish against the railing and yep. stuff, and then they lobbed Roderick Strong over the oh, barricade, that which was, was amazing. Amazing, yeah, yeah. It was it was such a cool brawl, and I, I think NXT's proven that it does these backstage bits a lot better than Raw. Well, yeah, and, I and think SmackDown. That, I think you can tell that it's <clears> very much a Triple H thing because a lot of the times with NXT. That, and one of the things I think a lot of people really like about NXT is it feels quite attitude era at times. Yes. That this really does feel like an old school angle. And by old school, I don't mean like your 80s and 90s old school. Like no. your, your, your late 90s, early 2000s sort of thing you would get on Raw. Mm. And I mean, you know, it almost feels like that, that Raw before the invasion pay-per-view where they had the sort of brawl you know, all over the building and stuff. And I think that's why, for me, I was like, this is so cool. I mean, I had my my reservation I had against this was that I I didn't like the idea of having War Games as an annual show. 
Mm. Because it worked last year. Like, it made thematical sense to do it last year because you had all this going on and you were like, well, the only way to settle this is in war games. You already had all the tag teams set up yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. But now when you do it as a yearly thing, <clears throat> you have to essentially fudge a story together oh, that, yeah. that, ha- that always happens around this point that just so happens can be solved inside war games. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's where it feels a little bit contrived. So I would have kind of preferred war games to be like Hell in a Cell used to be. Mm. Like you would do it for an event, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't built around the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. It was just like, we need to end this feud, and the only way we can do that is inside Hell in a Cell. Yeah, it's the same as, like, suddenly having all these matches where you're like, well, we have to have a tables, ladders, and chairs match to decide <laughs> now. But it's like, <laughs> why? Well, well, thank- like, and thankfully, it's TLC yeah. this Well, you, you keep sitting down, and you keep climbing up, and this yeah. guy, he puts things on tables. It makes perfect sense. Yes, so, I, so that was about my only reservation to this. But mm. I, I just thought this was such a fun closing to the show such a fun angle and i thought everyone just was a crowd were massively into it this crowd were really great all night Mm. anyway um you can tell this is early in the tapings but it was just i i I thoroughly enjoyed it and man i'm looking forward to that match yeah and i think the thing with war games is like at least in this scenario they've made it work the kind of the the obvious setup for it but i guess the, the better thing to do going forward would be just like Let's just have war games at a random time of year. That's it. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's just like it doesn't ha- it, it can be annual, and we'll have one every year. But we don't have to telegraph it so obviously to be like it has to happen at the exact same time every that's, year. That's that's my point. Yeah. And then just be like you know then does because like you could do it at Brooklyn. Exactly. You could, you could do it any of the other same. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. we could be a war games pay per view. You just don't need to tell people in advance that it's hmm. gonna be war games. Like, no, that's true. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, just let's just say let's just pretend it isn't, and then like in June we go, oh, it's war games now. Yeah. Because we have the story set up that's gonna go, yeah. and people can, can speculate then about when war games is gonna take place when we've got enough people ready to be in in this match and it's a traditional war games match this time around whereas last year it was like the three teams against each other and while you had like if i remember correctly you had like the three guys at the start but then when the buzzer went off the whole team was able to enter yeah so the every so yeah three guys started and then uh the teams came in in, and so it was always this weird structure where everyone had different advantages going forward yes whereas we now got a traditional war games match instead where it's going to be one on one then a two on one then a two on two then a three on two and then a three on three then a four on three and a four on four and that's when the match officially so war games officially begins i love rules i, I, I love rules as well <laughs> and i love war games matches so i'm actually really looking forward to to this year where it is going to be in that traditional four on four mode and i think that's going to make it a lot of fun um, my favorite story with Vince Russo was like when they essentially did their version of War Games mm. in TNA. Lethal Lockdown, I think they called it, if I remember correctly. Every time they tried to do one, he always tried to give the baby faces the advantage. <laughs> and everyone kept stopping. It was like, well, no, because that doesn't make sense. Because that means the baby faces are always winning. The yeah. whole point of War Games is that the heel, like you, the baby faces are getting the win, but then the heels get the numbers advantage. And then they beat down that baby face until he gets help, and then they make the comeback. But then the heels get another person in and get the numbers mm. advantage again. So you're always playing that game. Vince Russo was like, "No, the baby faces can." have the advantage like it doesn't make <laughs> sense it doesn't work that way then you just feel bad for the heels yeah you're just like they're getting a really bad run of this no wonder, <laughs> why, no wonder they're annoyed <laughs> but that wasn't the only big match that was announced for takeover war games because we also found out 
who Tommaso Ciampa's challenger is for the NXT Championship. Tommy Champion is taking on the Velveteen Dream. Indeed it is. Velveteen Dream will be challenging for the NXT Championship at TakeOver War Games, which is a match that I'm, I don't feel massively excited mm. about. I, I love Ciampa and I love Dream, but for some reason... I just don't. I don't look at Dream and I think like, oh, you're you're ready to be an NXT Championship contender. Do you know what no, I mean? There's a lot else on as well. I think is the other problem. It's like very hard to yes. build hype for this one. As as good as Dream is, and and, and as amazing as Champa is, it's, yeah. it's hard to build hype for this one. I do feel like there's going to be, and there's hints this week, some sort of Lars Sullivan based injection either into this match or possibly kind of trying to take away the number one contendership yeah. from Dream at some yes. point in the next couple of weeks. That's it. He said that it goes like, I'm just going to break his back, essentially. I'm just going <laughs> yeah. to... He, well, he went for the Bane solution, did he? <laughs> exactly. I will break you! <laughs> exactly. So we got that match announced. And you, you're right, I think, it's because it's um, because this match is... Well, this pay-per-view, rather, is built more around the War Games mm. match. You can have that... Uh, say like your mid card are going for the belt. It's like when Bob Holly used to challenge for the WWE Championship because it's the Royal Rumble and it doesn't matter who challenges. For yes, the, yeah, the yeah. this is definitely like yeah. Champa's yeah. Champa's defense here is I think one guaranteed, two just going to be way before the War Games match because there's a lot. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of setup. There, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think also maybe Black and Gargano, which is the other announcement that was on this show because Alistair Black came out looking for him. And it was said, "Oh, you're gonna you're gonna get your shot at him, but it's gonna be at Takeover War Games. That might be higher up the card than Champa, to be honest. It could very well be, really. Like I, I'm not sure I can see Champa being middle of the card considering he's like main evented every pay per view. Which like, seems like a weird thing to say. Mm. But there, you're right. There is every chance that Gargano uh, Gargano Black could go above that. Yeah, we but know again, that like, take, yeah. Yeah, NXT loves to put storylines above the title yeah. often. So, so it, I think that'd be really interesting. But yeah, that is the other big match that was uh, that was announced because Alistair Black was looking for Johnny Gargano, but Regal revealed that he'd been he essentially sent him home and he was going to have to. Stay Stay at home for a little bit. But he said, but you can have your match at TakeOver War Games. And Black was thrilled about it and said that his career is going to fade to black. That is classic <laughs> William Regal being a manager there. <laughs> not cool. I've not called the police. Like, you took him out of action. You literally had to send him to hospital. Yeah. And, like, you took him out of action, all this stuff. Go home and think about what you've done. Yeah. <laughs> you go sit on that bloody yeah. naughty step and have yeah. a good old jolly think about what I'm not, you I'm did. Not, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. disappointed. I'm just oh. disappointed. Wrestle Ramble is taking over the Prince Charles Cinema on November 13th, 2018 for a live podcast recording along with a special screening of one of the greatest wrestling documentaries of all time, Beyond the Mat. Since you are able to regurgitate, you know, on command, um, <laughs> it, it just seems to me that, that, that it's pretty logical that you should be puke. Ollie El Fakador and myself will be in attendance to watch the film and meet everyone who comes along, as well as record a live episode of the podcast with your cues and RAs. You make it sound like you don't even want to live. First time that I know. But this won't just be any old screening of Beyond the Mat, no, no, no. This will be a wrestler-long screening. We want to create the atmosphere of a wrestling show inside the cinema screen. That means that we want you to bring your signs, bring your costumes, and bring your chants. He's got a puke! He's got a puke! It's going to be a lot of fun, and we can't wait to meet you all there. That's November 13th at the Prince Charles Cinema in London. Wrestler-long screening of Beyond the Mat, along with a live podcast record of Wrestle Ramble. Tickets are available 
available now from PrinceCharlesCinema.com, but they are going fast. I gave up Wall Street for Wall Street wasn't fun. Wrestling is fun. That's PrinceCharlesCinema.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So the show kicked off with like a recount package of who ran over Alistair Black just to keep you all in the loop of like your big storylines going on. And then we got our first match of the evening, which was Nicola Cross, uh, NXT's Twisted Sister, taking on Mercedes Martinez, mm-hmm. er, off the old May Young Classic I both know. years. Now, I I'm, this is maybe going to sound like I'm being a proper negative Nancy here, and I'm trying not to be. And I know a lot of people really like Mercedes Martinez. She got a massive pop when she, she did, came yeah, out. Yeah. Huge pop when she came out. Don't break the desk yet. Sorry, I know it's brand new. It's brand new. I, I, so I get that a lot of people love Mercedes Martinez. But as soon as I hear her music, instantly I don't like her. Because it's the, oh, the music is so annoying. It's... It really, really annoys me. They're having and, a very bad run of music at the moment, NXT specifically. And like, she's so good. Like, yeah. She's such a good wrestler. But as soon as I hear that music, I'm like, God, I hate you. God, Aww. I don't want you to win ever because I don't want to hear your music. Yeah, maybe she, but maybe that would be the thing. She gets a really bad one for her entrance. And then she says, if I win the championship... <laughs> I'll get a really good bit of music. And then you'll be like, I'm so behind you now. Oh, what if, that, so... what if that was like the NXT storyline for everyone? It's like, mm-hmm. oh, Keith Lee's music's rubbish. Ah, but if I win the title... I'm going to get new I, music. I get proper yeah. music this time. <laughs> and uh, this match was... It was longer than I was expecting it to mm. be. Very long. Uh, but I didn't think it was... like. I mean, my note really I've got is... It wasn't a great match or even... It wasn't a great match or even a good match, but it wasn't bad either. It was just... Sort no. of, it was a lot of there. I thought I thought it was fine. I thought Martinez had a very good showing. Yes. And I think she was the one 
I, you know, it was. I felt like it was fairly rote that Nikki Cross would be walking away with the victory in this one, but I did think it was going to be one of those ones where she does about three moves and then suddenly that's it. Yeah, and it was that exact match. Uh, she yeah. just went. And I, there was some, there were like some fun little moments in it, and there was there was a good moment at the end where uh, she picks up the win, and then Martinez is she's she's looking at her and she says. Yeah, that, that was, was fun. fun. Yeah. yeah, I like that. that yeah, they were really sort of staring good. at each other. There was this really funny moment there where they did a double down and like to get the big rapturous applause. And what they essentially got was polite applause. Mm. They essentially got jolly mm. good showing, nice work. But yeah, I, I can see why that is good. Yes, and I will applaud and I am it, applauding it I for doing so. Um, but yeah, so Nikki hits the purge and wins. But yeah, after the match, they had this really cool stare off, and I did like this. And I think if I was more into the match, I really would have really loved this mm. moment because it was cool. And it, whereas like Martinez like was sort of like knocking her, and Nikki just said, "That was fun. Like yeah. let's definitely do that again." And like Martinez slowly backed away. But actually, was uh, during the replay, and this is one of the other things I love about NXT. Feels a bit more chaotic during the replay. Candice bloody Larray comes out mm. now. Just in black. Well, <laughs> she's a heel. Um, no, she's not. Like I don't. I know she had black lipstick on as well. Well, here's my point. I don't think I could pull. I could pick her out of a lineup because I do not know enough. But I think, based on things that I've sort of possibly seen online, she had a bit of a Taylor Swift look about her. Now I don't because oh. I don't know what. I, as I said, I, I couldn't pick her out of have a lineup. I could tell you what some of her one of her songs sounds like because my they're wife all the same. It. Well, no, there's one called Style, which I thought was quite good. But I don't know what she looks like. But I've heard Such that Such a she... weird choice of Taylor Swift song as well. <laughs> Such an offhand, like, yeah, that one. It's the one that's not on I knew, I Not I Knew You Were Trouble. Not oh, like... that's her as well, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, I yeah, didn't like that yeah, song like, We are never, ever getting back together. Oh, that's her. Yeah, mate. God, she's had a she's lot. Got a, she's got a wide variety of so... songs. <laughs> so it seems. I really should listen to more music than mm. just the bands that I listened to when I was 14 and it's like <laughs> yeah. no, I'm done now I found I'm all gonna, the bands I like one of these days I'll stop listening to Sum 41 <laughs> and I'll learn some new music oh mate even I didn't listen to Sum 41 <laughs> when I was 14 come on now um, but they had this sort of like bit of a stare off and they were saying all this stuff off mic which I really like in wrestling mm. where you don't it's not the contrived thing of I've got a microphone and I'm going to say something for the crowd and everyone at home to hear this felt like a real conversation mm. and it was so it was so quiet and it was so off mic I didn't pick up on what they said until, thankfully, Nigel McGuinness was there to tell me mm. and essentially just replayed it line by line. I was like, oh, that's good. I'm, I'm glad that Nigel was there to do that and said that she wants answers. Um, and like, It's almost like she believes in herself that Nikki is lying. Mm. Despite the fact that Johnny Gargano attacked Alistair Black last week and said, I'm right here. Yeah. She's still going to have to Nikki Cross going like, you are lying. Well, so one of the things she was saying, she was saying, this is our lives this is not a game, etc., yeah. etc. Et and so maybe it's more the sort of like teasing out, telling Alistair Black thing that she's sort of hinting at, rather than being like you're lying. It's like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Stop being a snitch. Snitches <laughs> get stitches. <laughs> Blabbers, they get stabbers. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I thought this was really cool. And then, like, as Nikki's going up the ramp, Alistair Black comes out. And mm. it's this kind of, like, chaotic, mixed world, this living universe that NXT is. And he start, he heads down to the ring, and he just wants to know where Gargano is. And Candice doesn't really say anything because she is, like, two foot shorter than him. And he's terrifying. <laughs> and he just, like, just kept saying to us, like, your husband's future is gone. I thought mm. this was a really, like, I, I didn't like the match that much, but I thought as an opening segment to the show, it was very good. Yeah, it's, a, it's kind of a shame, I guess in a post-evolution world to be yeah we've got a women's match but it's mostly to set up a men's angle <laughs> I suppose and, you know, as good as NXT is yeah. like 
maybe it's a little too close but obviously they filmed it before yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah uh, we then got a recap of uh, the mighty's match with the street profit from a few weeks ago which the mighty won by targeting montez ford's knee um street profits now the evolved tag team yeah. champions no mention no absolutely <laughs> no mention whatsoever of that because this is one-way traffic we will send <laughs> nxt guys to you yeah. but we will not mention you we'll whatsoever. take your gold but we will not wear it on television <laughs> again this was filmed beforehand so, uh, but yeah, this was uh, Street Profits versus The Mighty. It was the rematch for this because The Mighty, not only did they hurt old Montez Ford's knee, they stole their bloody cup and their chain. And the chain. Oh, breaking the chain. Um, Why? I mean, it's a plastic cup. <laughs> I, okay. No, no, no. I, okay. did, I just, I can't even, Luke. It's a plastic cup. Just get another one. Yeah, I, well, I mean, they, who's also, how do you buy a singular plastic cup? Well, it's got their logo on it. Also, you can buy them on www.shop.com. So, like, there's plenty of them around that they yeah. can get. Hold of. I'm, I'm surprised there's not someone in the in the crowd who could just give you one. There are loads. Of, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, although maybe this one's got sentimental value. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it smells of whatever's in there. There are loads of people who have the ring from Lord of the Rings, but there's mm. only really one that you can throw into Mount Doom. Well, you can't anymore because it's been in Mount Doom. It's, it's been in Mount not, Doom. It no yeah. longer exists. But I've seen I've seen loads of people in my years wearing. Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but I'm not. Yeah, but you're suggesting in that sense that the cup, the plastic cup yeah. that the street profits bring to the ring and yep. drink from during matches, has the same value and properties and importance in the world as the One Ring. Yeah. If if the mind, if Shane Thorne kept hold of that cup any longer, he'd start losing his hair. He'd be like, here's my precious. He'd have loved it. But uh, anyway, so they were looking to get back their cup and chain. And um, <laughs> it sounds God. ridiculous when you say it out loud. Yeah. But with that said, with that said, Wrestling. The, the majority of my notes for this match are just how much I love the Street Profits. They're really they good. are my favorite tag team in NXT. Mm. They might be my favorite tag team in all of WWE. I love the Street Profits so much. They have got <clears throat> incredible charisma about them. Mm. Their entrance music rules, their personas rule, their style rules and like even here Montez Ford comes out and he is teed out he's teed because mm. he hasn't got his cup so he's still being Montez Ford he's still showing the incredible charisma that he's got but he is still more serious yeah. like he's doing his dance but he's not putting his whole effort into it because he's like this is serious it's business. It's not worth it without a cup, man. It's not worth it without the cup. As Nigel uh, Nigel said, they don't have their sippy cup full of juice. Yeah. <laughs> but Did he, he is say amazing. Ju- was it juice? I thought it was something else that he said. Uh, oh, I thought it- oh, yeah, no, it was sippy cup full of switch juice. And my <laughs> note just says, you are ridiculous, Nigel. <laughs> but this, this match was a lot of fun. Mm. I thought this was really great. And I think the Mighty are very good, but I'm so into Street Profits that, like, particularly Montez Ford. Dawkins is great. Like, Angela Dawkins is very cool. Mm. But I love Montez Ford. He is he's so unbelievable. crisp. Unbelievable. He's so athletic. Mm. And the way, the way he moves around the ring. Like, I, I said this, the first time I saw him in NXT, I was like, he is a future WWE champion. Like, yeah. he's, he's got everything. He's got a great physique. He's got a great look. He has got untold amount of charisma. And he's an incredible wrestler. He can jump incredibly oh, high as his well. Like, his drop kicks, man Yes, yeah, so there was a series at the, be- at the beginning of this match where he just did a series of amazing drop kicks. Yeah. And then uh, a huge tope. Yeah, that tope, man alive. And it, it was it was incredible. But there was a point where that, that, that series prompted one of the commentary team, I can't remember who it was, to say, Montez Ford might be the most athletic star in NXT. And I was like, on any other day, 
I'd probably I'd give you that. Ricochet's on this show though, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. You've got Ricochet in this year, so probably not. Yeah, probably like, not though, yeah. mate. Like last year? Yeah. 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 This year. No, mm. probably not. Maybe second. Yeah. Um but this was a, a really fun match. Uh, they finally get the the hot tag. Um and like Dawkins had this amazing series like, cuz I I when I first saw Street Profits, I did say cuz like, "Oh man, Montez Ford is an absolute star. He is a future WWE champion. It's a shame he's in a tag team with Angelo Dawkins because I've never been the biggest Dawkins fan. Mm. But it's almost like he's finally found something. He's found his character in NXT now mm. because he's always done like the, oh, I'm stirring it or whatever it is with the yeah. bowl and whatnot, the curse of greatness. And he just lost all the time and never looked very good when he lost. Mm. So I was like, it just felt like a really hollow gimmick. It's like, oh, bowl or whatever it is, spoon, <laughs> bandana. Oh, you know, sweatband. I'm making a cake. <laughs> Do you want some? It's going to no, take 40 you, minutes no, to prove. No. And uh, but all of a sudden here, I'm like, you've got this, man. Mm. I'm like, when you do your bowl thing, it looks wicked because you're against this just man who's so charismatic. The charisma, the charisma just flows to everyone yes, else. Yeah, it makes he's... everyone else like 50 times more charismatic if you're in a match with Montez Ford. Because you would be, I, you know, like normal tag team structure for me feels like one person's usually more athletic and one person's usually the better talker. Unfortunately, here, Montez Ford is both those things. <laughs> yeah. However, he's so good at both that he makes Dawkins look Looks so much look and Dawkins looks incredible great in now. both, yeah. Yeah, he looks really good. I'm now, now a big fan of Angelo Dawkins yeah. as well. I but even in, really the, even in the game, because it was Dawkins that got the hot tag here. And yeah. you, you know, normally it's the other way around. Dawkins would be the one getting beaten down. We've seen a lot of Dawkins get beat down and then tagging in Ford, and Ford runs wild. But here, to see it the other way around, and then Dawkins comes in and starts hitting all these crazy oh, moves. so I like, good. I love his little spinning uh, clothesline in the corner. That's yeah. great. I've seen a few people knock that online, but I think it's quite cool. Um, the Mighty, quite creatively, hit her a Tower of Doom like as a move. Yeah. It was really cool, actually. It was, and it looked really impressive. But it was like, they hit the move, and I can't remember if it's Thorne or Miller, just sort of looked after he did the powerbomb thing, so we were like... I've just powerbombed my own teammates. It was Miller, I think. Oh, was it Miller? Powerbomb Thorne, yeah. Um, but it was a really cool spot. But the uh, the finish saw uh, Montez Ford hit this springboard frog splash where um, I think he went about 50 foot in the air. Like, he hit the roof. Yeah. Like he, it was, he launched himself so high. Couldn't do that in a working men's club. <laughs> <laughs> but they've got their cup and chain back, so all is right with the world. Thank God. That's the big story. Really, that should have been His the title dance of our with video. It, it spins around. Spins around yeah. his neck. Yeah, that really should have been the title of this video. Mm. It's just like, they finally got their cup and chain back. Yeah, that should have been the big <laughs> shock, a, shock. Re- shock retention of the cup and chain. That's how you get them clicks, mate. Yeah, that is it. But I thought that was a, a lot of fun. Street Profits are the future. Um, I hope so. Uh, Angel was backstage with William Regal, and that's where he oh. announced that uh, Champ is going to defend his uh, title against Velveteen Dream at Takeover. And we found out that it's going to be uh, Alistair Black versus Johnny Gargano. <laughs> he interrupts here. Yeah, he does interrupt indeed. Um, not enough uh, of the Angel on this show for my liking. Could have done with at least three more seconds. No, more yeah. Angel. Yeah, more Angel. Needs more Angel. Needs more Angel. Needs more Angel. Yeah, absolutely. Would have been a five out of five show, but um, <laughs> and sometimes you just get a four point five. Uh, we then got a nice little hype video for Matt Riddle. Backstage, we saw Lars Sullivan reacting rather poorly. He was being very cross. He was very... He was throwing oh, things on no, the floor. So I should be doing that. The championship is mine. <laughs> to oh. spot on Lars, <laughs> Lars Sullivan impersonation. He did feel more riotous than the Riot Squad, though. He did. Like, well, he actually knocked stuff over that was important and like picked proper things up. Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. He's facing the wrong way. Oh. 
But yeah, um, so it was, a, it was a cool little segment. And that's when he said he's going to rip Dream apart. And they announced later on in the show that they're going to have a match next week. Mm-hmm. Cool stuff. Then we got the debut, the in-ring NXT debut. Of Luke Menzies. I mean. <laughs> of Matthew Riddle as he took on Luke Menzies, who I believe was from Leeds. Mm. Ah. So I'm sure he'll get a good showing on NXT UK. And actually, Menzies had more of this match than you would imagine, given yeah. that it was Riddle's debut. And he did look very cool in doing it. But I'm, I'm such a fan of Matt Riddle. I'm such a mark for Matt Riddle. <laughs> it was really funny on the, the, uh, the WrestleTalk Discord this morning. I went in to check the, the NXT reactions. And there was a few people in there who haven't seen Matt Riddle before. Mm. And all they could talk about was, he doesn't wear boots. Yeah, and he, it was, don't, he and, don't wear shoes. And they were like, Did, "Does he not have the memo that you're supposed to wear boots while wrestling?" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "No, that's what makes Matt Riddle so cool because yeah. he doesn't wear boots. He's just barefoot." And he's the only one not slapping his leg when he's kicking no. people because his foot's doing it. <laughs> and he looks so cool. He's got a really cool look about him. Mm. I love the King of Bros. I'm so glad they let him keep all of it. Yeah, like, they just went. Ah, you just like they're so often like let's tweak this, let's change that, let's do this, and they just went. Ah, you just do you. you just like, do you. Come out in the flip jacket, flops and all. Like, do you know, all that. You know. Yeah, the bro mission. It's all there. Like and it's great. And he had like a big scent uh, on the, the big knee to the face. Like rains down his elbows and then locks in the bro mission for the win. Very short match, but I, I very much enjoyed it. A mm. solid debut for Matthew. There was Riddle. a lovely bit where he did. Uh, uh, he flipped over out of a test of strength mm. when they tried to do like back to back. Flipped out and then went for a monkey flip. But then, as the monkey flip went up, twisted it and dropped it down into yeah, dropped it down into a submission. That was wicked. Matthew Riddle, he's so good. Like it's unreal how good Matt Riddle is at professional wrestling. Mm. Like you know, people always said about Brock Lesnar, Kurt Angle, were those guys that they just picked this up so quickly. I think Shayna Baszler is one of those people as well that she just she's just picked up pro wrestling. And has got it down as an art form in her rookie year. You know, and like yeah. she's not been doing this very long, but she already feels like a star. Charlotte was the same way. Matt Riddle is one of those guys for me. Like he came in from the the UFC world, mm. and already he's just like one of the best pro wrestlers on the planet. He's <clears throat> he is like might be he's like in my top three wrestlers at the moment, like in the entire world. I think he's absolutely incredible. I think it's the benefit of being a multi-sport athlete in that sense of, yeah. and especially doing stuff like MMA or already being a, a, a like a, an actual amateur wrestler mm-hmm. or um, uh, gymnastics as well that sort of thing of like practicing moves over and over again that kind of stuff like locks and all that stuff it just makes you so crisp yeah like Rousey's got the same thing she's mm-hmm. just she's walked in obviously she had a long a much longer developmental period out of sight mm-hmm she walks in and she sells amazingly because obviously they've just gone, this is just how you sell this move. And she just does it. And, yeah. But the actual move and hitting everything is so on point all the time. Yeah, and I think that's credit to, to Riddle, Baszler and Rousey as when well. We said this about Rousey matches, that when she sells, it <clears> looks <throat> real because she knows what that feels like. Yes, like she, because yeah. she's been in a real combat sport. Mm. She knows what real selling is. And so I think that Matt Riddle has that sort of... Uh, Maybe there should be a bit at the performance centre where they just hang you up and then other people <laughs> just punch you and then you know. <laughs> okay, now I know. Yeah, yeah, I get yeah. it now. You have to go through a whole torture bit <laughs> to like come out the other end and be this, this amazing seller. Absolutely. Um, I mean, the only thing I'm very sad about with Matt Riddle 
is that his uh, his gold chance has not followed him, mm. that, which is is very sad. Most chance, like when Noam Dar was in the Cruiserweight Classic, mm. da, 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 da 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 that traveled. But bro, always believe in your soul. That did not travel. I'm to sure it will. It will get. I'm hoping it gets picked up. I hope it gets there. But it's also Spandau Ballet, though, isn't it? And that's it's particularly British rather than. I think being an American thing. I mean, Matt Riddle, if they were doing NXT UK again, oh, yeah. it's coming. It's the it's, same as the Hay Bailey thing. It's, yes, absolutely. It's, it's a coming. It's a coming. <laughs> when he comes back, he'll get it. Um, then we got a recap of Shayna Baszler winning the... If you just hear some drilling, they're doing something next door. Uh, we got a recap of Shayna <clears throat> Baszler winning the NXT Women's Championship at Evolution and how Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir got involved. And it was naughty. Very naughty. It was worth this recap being there because we did not give this enough credence and enough shout outs there was one of our patreon backers one of our pledge hammers in the front row wearing her support wrestle talk t-shirt and it was there again and i know and i was like there's val there she is there wearing is. our t-shirt yes what a hero um but then we got a, a backstage wwe.com interview after the show with the angel uh, and baszler <laughs> said that she proved her point Kyrie didn't beat her at Brooklyn. She lost. Mm. Baszler lost. It was, she didn't beat me. She, I just she, lost she didn't bring enough people. <laughs> is, is, I <laughs> That's think what why she was I love saying. it so yeah, much. Yeah, it's yeah, because it's really it is Baszler there going Beautiful like, delusion. I've, just, I've just proved my point. Yeah. I can beat her. Like, And then with Duke and Shafir standing, we're going, yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't us. Entirely on her own. <laughs> was, but then you hear Sane coming down the corridor. Screaming. Um, and she could barely breathe. Like she's really selling the submission. Yeah, well, really she had like the stage hand almost like holding her up. It's like weekend. And, but also stopping her getting there. Yeah. Like, oh, hello. The desk. Bit of the table's fallen off. Um, and yeah, and like Shayna was just holding up the champion, just chatting. You're not the champion anymore. Mm. I thought this was great. I'm assuming they're going to be setting up uh, a rematch at Takeover War Games. Yes, and which I hope Baszler comes out with the title in the treasure chest <laughs> in her own treasure chest oh no but I'm, I like when she just pushed the treasure chest yeah, over because yeah, she's good. like that's dumb this yeah. is stupid <laughs> this is stupid I'm real uh, we found out that Lacey Evans will be in action next week which means I can look forward to her music being stuck in my head all day mm. as well as the Velveteen Dream versus Lars Sullivan and then we got our final match to discuss which was Only Lorkin and Danny Burch versus Raul Mendoza and Humberto Carrillo so my first note for this was when it was coming out because I'd looked at the time and I was like, well, there's still this other thing to happen. Yeah. So I'd written as they were coming out, I'm pretty sure Lorcan and Birch are going to squash this. Mm. No. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I, had the, well, I had the same thing. I was like, there's 12 minutes left of this show. Either yeah. this match is not going long or we're not getting a main event. Yes, yeah. But I'm very glad that this match did not go short. Yeah, man. Because this was terrific. I, I thought this was great. Because really, this is like Burke and... Uh, Burke. Birch and Lorcan, you know, they're Birkin. being... Sort of, Birkin. Birkin. and Birkin are being sort of pushed as this tag team. You know, they're getting a bit of a mini push off the back of the uh, the match they had at TakeOver earlier this year. And now that only Lorcan is back and they're sort of like... These guys are working their way back up the tag team ranks so they can get mm. that tag team title shot again. So I thought, and it's Raul Mendoza. He just comes in so he can lose. He was in the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah. And this Humberto Carrillo lad, he's just here. They're just, you know, you're two lads. You you go take mm. the pinfall. You're not even in matching gear. This time, you're the enhancement talent. Exactly. You be some enhancement stuff. But it wasn't. In fact, uh, Carrillo and, and, and Mendoza got a really good showing. And Amazing move. looked incredible in doing so. They looked mm. absolutely awesome. I thought they had a really, really good showing here. And it's... 
the NXT tag team division is stacked. So it's almost like you could, oh man, the last thing we need is one more team, like yeah. another bloody team in this division. But I'm, I want to see more of them. I thought they were terrific. Yeah, I think if they ever, like, they are shoe-ins for a 205, like, if there's ever a 205 tag title yes. thing, yeah, yeah. scooch them in over there because they are absolute shoe-ins. There was an amazing springboard arm drag that went so high. Yeah. Uh, there was a load of flippy dodges from Mendoza. Oh, yeah. There was a double dive that was crazy. And then there was a moonsault from Carrillo that was a work of art. Oh, wasn't it just? He went so high and then landed, and then landed, uh, I think it was Lorcan, Lorcan got, got his feet up. Yeah. And so he took it in the face. But Lorcan but to get his feet boom. up, Lorcan to get his feet up, had to go up onto his shoulders. Yeah. Like usually you get the knees up on a moonsault. Lorcan got his whole, he went like, it was like, it was like DDP yoga. Yeah. Like got up onto his shoulders, <laughs> got his feet right up into the air, caught him right on the chin. And he's like this massive springing bump off the back of it. It looked wicked. It was wicked. I, I could, would love to see these two as a regular tag team. Like there's, as I said, the tag team division is mm. really stacked, like stacked at the moment. You've got War Raiders, you've got the Undisputed Era, you've got like, Mustache Mountain if they're going to be doing stuff with NXT as well as NXT UK. Yep. Uh, heavy Machinery, Street Profits, who I absolutely love, The Mighty. So that's already like... Sons of what I have. What oh, yeah, called? yeah, absolutely. I even forgot lost, about them. The sons, Lost Sons? What they're called? Sons of Anarchy, let's be honest. Sons of Anarchy, yeah. Um, and what so you, are they called? The Forgotten Sons. The Forgotten Sons, that's it. So what, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Apt. <laughs> I already... <laughs> um, but so like it almost feels like well we don't need another tag team you're not going to get a massive push however like you say if they ever did do those ta- 205 live tag team titles mm. man I would love to see them in that. I mean I don't watch 205 live but they might make me want to watch 205 live because yeah. they are very we, very good we should be watching 205 live we should be watching apparently the uh, Mustafa Ali Hideo Hitami match this week was very very good I have little doubt of that unfortunately mm. there's, there's not I've enough seen hours a couple, in the I've week. seen some gifs and it is Mm, it's pretty sweet. There's just not enough hours in the day, mm. annoyingly. Like, or in the week, really, to no. watch all of the content. You like, do watch too much wrestling. Yeah, like, like, NXT, like, NXT UK are now doing two episodes a week. Like, mm. I haven't got time to watch <laughs> all of this wrestling and do my job. It's only to get through. It's just to get through stuff, yeah, though. Really we're just, is, we're yeah. just trying to get to the point where we're up to date. Exactly, yeah. It, it really does highlight how... Yeah. Like, And we said this when we started doing NXT reviews two weeks ago, like when we did our mm. first one. On That was the same week that NXT UK launched. And... Throughout the day, I got a lot of messages on Twitter. I had some messages on Patreon. People going like, are you going to review NXT UK? Are you going to review NXT UK? And we said like, no, we might talk about it. We haven't really watched it. We did, and we did a bit of a recap in there. Mm. You check the comments. No one was talking about NXT UK. And ever since then, no one has sent me a message about it. Because everyone has gone like, yeah, I'll, I'll wait until this taping yeah, we cycle We kind of need to get out. through the who's going to be the other champions bit first. Yeah, we which we've, we've, been, we've clearly been skirting around because a lot of their talent has appeared in the May Young Classic or at Evolution or various other things doing things. So we we need to know who these like who's going to win these titles. Yeah, so we need to just get out this taping cycle that was done back in June and then we can really get into yeah. this NXT UK brand. Because Rhea Ripley, um, oh, spoiler there, uh, she was at Evolution mm. defending the title in the dark match. Mm. Um, but it wasn't shown on the pre-show because they can't show that because that hasn't aired yet yes absolutely yeah. <laughs> but um anyway so i that was i thought it was a really really fun episode of nxt back to the point at hand and it was I, as i said i really i wasn't massively keen on the the opening match but i thought everything else on the show was was pretty much terrific mm. uh, but and i loved that closing angle really like matt riddle's debut and i loved the only look in danny birch raul mendoza and um humberto uh, humberto humberto carrillo um, humberto carrillo thank you very much i thought that match was terrific i thought it was really fun yeah there, there was this was a, a solid solid 
NXT episode. Yeah. But it, like, it didn't. You know, it did one big story bit. Yeah, and then everything else was just really good matches. Like you wouldn't, you know, we were talking for, at length about a story that was just about a cup. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, <laughs> it gave us a great match and, and like a, and a good and actually like a fairly welcomed response from the crowd, going like, "Yeah, they got the they got the cup back. The chain they got that Finally, we can all sing Fleetwood Mac together <laughs> at long last." Um, and credit to NXT, that was four matches, all of which felt like they had the right mm. amount of time. And you had backstage segments, and you had a killer main event mm. angle, and you had all this stuff. Like it, it's such a well-paced show. Yes. Thumbs up, NXT. I thought it was a four point five out of five show. As I said, it was a perfect show with more Kathy Kelly. Like that's all you need, guys. Like it's just, just get, you know, learn. I've just suddenly realised it's a good job I've had my laptop muted, or my headphones might be connected to it uh, back in the office, mm. because I've had the Nintendo Direct video playing this entire <laughs> time, and you now I just looked at something. I've just seen like the little you, this tab is playing sounds, mm. and I was like, "Oh yeah, I didn't close down the I Nintendo Direct." A, it should be on a screensaver by now. I think it's done. No, they are still showing stuff. Oh no, because it goes to Treehouse, doesn't it? They are in the yeah, Treehouse now. The Treehouse thing. So um, I have I know you you don't want any spoilers, do you? Because please you, uh, don't no. spoil. Oh, no, absolutely no, not. I mean, I I got into it far too late. I think I yeah. tuned in right at the end. Yeah, I'm fairly certain I know what's being announced anyway because I've been keeping up with the leaks. This is the Smash Bros. Nintendo Direct for people who are unaware of what we're talking about. Yeah. Um. So I'm, uh, this is the final uh, Nintendo Direct before Smash Bros. Ultimate comes out in December, mm-hmm. December seventh. Um. And. Hopefully, everyone is assuming that this will be the announcement of all the remaining characters to be revealed for the roster. Mm. There have been various leaks. I've not seen any of the stuff because I want to watch the whole direct because I'm a sad act. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I've seen, I've read various leaks of who might be in it, and I'm hoping, and I think I've seen something in the comments, that it might be Isaac from Golden Sun, and I am stoked. <laughs> This is the game that's going to make me buy a Switch. Mm. Like, oh, really? I think. Well, I love Smash Brothers. Mm. Like, well, in all fairness, though, I haven't. Re- I, I, I got Brawl, but I didn't like Brawl as much as I liked Melee, and I haven't really said everyone ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I haven't really returned to the series since. But that's right. because I didn't have a Wii U, mm. and I didn't have a 3DS to play the other Smash Brothers games that came out. So mm. really, like, but I loved Melee so much that I've wanted to play all the other ones since. And so now this will be the one that makes me pick it up and go like, yeah, I want to get back into this again. Melee is the absolute boy, though, isn't it? Oh, and it just... What a game. So when, before the GameCube came out, uh, I was, must have been like 14. Uh, me and my mate would go into Croydon Town Centre like almost every weekend. And there was a Dixons that had the GameCube before it came out. And obviously Melee was a launch title or just after launch, I think. I think it might have for, been launch. Just after launch for the GameCube. But it was obviously like before the GameCube was out, it was still like in the demo consoles in the shops. I had read basically every single bit of literature that you could find about <laughs> Smash Bros. Melee before it came out, including various uh, cheat booklets that had come out at the time that revealed who all the secret characters were mm. and how to unlock them. Ah, so in Dixon's, in <laughs> if you ever if you ever went to the Dixon's in the Whitgift Centre in Croydon, uh, back in whatever year it was, uh, you may have seen me spending an entire day on a Saturday <laughs> stood there unlocking every character in the game <laughs> nice. on a console version that didn't have a memory card, so oh. would be wiped when the store shut. Nice. <laughs> Just go back the next Saturday and do it all yeah, over again. Yeah. Well, the problem is getting Mewtwo and playing the two hundred hours that you had to play yeah, on Melee yeah. to get him. So we couldn't do that. <laughs> So I, I played a lot of Smash Brothers Melee when I was uh, uh, in my do my A-levels. Mm. 
I was not a great student, so oftentimes we would just sort of ditch going to school because mm. they told us outright, it's like it's a revolving door. Like you can, well, you're not forced to be here. You can leave whenever you want. And me and my friend took that far too literally. And we're just like, <laughs> oh, cool. So we can go back to my friend Graham's house and play Melee all day. Sweet. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> so we did that a lot. It's amazing. I graduated really from school and got into university. I got everyone in university into Melee as oh, well. Oh, nice. Like, so everyone in my uh, halls in first year, I brought my GameCube mm. with me when I first started. And then we all started just religiously playing melee but like the these were flats with 12 people in yeah but it was like my flat and a flat below that would all play and we'd get into these huge tournaments we even had a party where we all dressed up as our character from oh, smash bros nice. who is your character by the way oh well i never really mained because we just play random oh like i do enjoy random random yeah so we would always just play random and it was a case of if you couldn't play the same character twice so everyone had to play as the, as every character at least once. And, mm. that was, and then we'd essentially total up who had the most victories at the end of that run. Yeah, that would take a lot longer now that there's 60-odd yeah, characters. Yeah, there's a lot more characters these yeah. times. Yeah, but that's how we... So we're we're going to be playing really for four days, and then we'll decide who's the best. <laughs> uh, but I particularly enjoyed playing as Dr. Mario. Uh, he was one of my favorites to play. I really enjoyed Dr. Mario. That's an interesting choice. Yeah. I'm a fox man. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I preferred Falcon. Uh, Falco to Fox, though. I thought his, his range was longer. No, but Fox's little rapid blasters, mm. the one. That's when you, you mount the damage from far away <laughs> really quickly and they don't notice because it doesn't affect their character. There's no hits done. Um, well, let us get out of here because we've got more work to do. You've got videos to record to go up over mm. this weekend. Um, hope you enjoyed the Crown Jewel prediction show that's also in your feed at the moment. And uh, Ollie and I will be back tomorrow. I think we're going to launch the podcast tomorrow with almost instant reactions after crown jewel because it is five o'clock here so we're going to stay here pretty much till midnight and get the whole thing done and dusted so you're actually going to hear from us tomorrow that will take place of the weekend shows there won't be the usual saturday ramble unfortunately this week but thank you all for your correspondence the crap gimmicks and all that other jazz but that is all we've got time for on today's show thank you very much for listening thank you laurie blake for watching nxt with me you're welcome thank you for listening everyone see you again soon take care i love you goodbye bye deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market hi I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 